Welcome to AUSA's Army Matters Podcast, focusing on what's important to the total Army community. We bring vital Army conversations and interviews on issues relevant to soldiers, military families, and all of you amazing Army supporters. Rotating each week, our show includes Soldier Today, Leading Great Teams, Family Voices, and Thought Leaders. Let's tune into the show. Hello, everyone. I'm Holly Daly, and welcome to today's episode of Army Matters. Over the last 30-plus years, Cindy Rich has gone on a very long and rewarding journey, from beginning as an Army Private First Class to becoming a senior Army spouse to even serving as a radio show host. But it's the volunteering work she's done that really made a difference in the lives of so many whether it's through the Military Child Education Coalition and, of course, with the Arlington Ladies. Today, Cindy is located in Virginia and is the senior spouse of the Judge Advocate General Corps. Cindy, welcome to the show, and let's take a walk in your shoes and follow your life's journey. Hi, Holly. Thanks so much for having me. What a great opportunity. Cindy, we've known each other for a while now, for several years when we lived on Fort Myers together. How did we actually meet? Do you remember? I don't know specifically how, but I remember walking with you quite a bit through the cemetery and around on post, just seeing uh, all the other neighbors and spending time in your family room hanging out. I'm looking forward to some more now that you can invite me over to your house and hang out in in your rooms. (laughs) Yes, anytime. (laughs) Right now, let's go back into the past. How did you get into Army life? Okay, gosh, that was um, a really long time ago, but if you want to go there. (laughs) (laughs) So I grew up in a really small town up in Manistee, Michigan. My dad did serve as a tour in the Navy. He served on the USS Coral Sea uh, for about three years prior to the Vietnam War, uh, prior to the draft. I think that was common for his uh, age group after high school to do a tour in the service. So did that lead you into military life? You know, that's a really good question. Um, I think because my dad was so positive about his time in the service and he always, both my parents pushed selfless service and giving back to the community a lot when I was growing up. So that was a very important part of my childhood. But I went and talked to a recruiter and there was so many opportunities within the military itself that I thought, why not? And I joined the service at an opportunity to do some on-the-job training. So I came in as a private first class, uh, went straight to Fort Hood and started as a paralegal, which the Army has a great program to get certification as a paralegal. And from there, started what I thought was going to be a career in the Army, but it didn't work out completely as I had planned at that time. Met my husband and decided it was best for me to get out of the service and have a family and And you continued your journey by raising three children while also working as a technology teacher in an elementary school. But it was while helping one of your children that you discovered the Military Child Education Coalition. Can you share with us that story? When my daughter was in middle school, we were transitioning from up here in Virginia to Fort Sill, Oklahoma. She was in middle school and she was really into cheerleading. And the tryouts for the cheerleading team are always in the fall for the next school year. Well, when you're transitioning in between school years, 
you don't always have the opportunity to try out at the new school that you're going to. So we came up with a great idea to record her cheering in Virginia, and we sent that forward to the new school where she was attending. So when I got to Fort Sill, Oklahoma, we had already learned that she had made the squad because they had reviewed the tapes that we had sent. And I was explaining that to a neighbor, and she asked me if I had ever heard of the Military Child Education Coalition, which I had not. It's a grassroots organization that started literally at a kitchen table in Fort Hood, Texas. Its mission is to help kids transition from one to school to a next. And in our military careers, there's usually between six and eight schools that our kids attend throughout their school years. I contacted the organization, filled out an application, and I worked with their parent-to-parent initiative that helped other parents transition their kids from one school to a next. And so one of the things that we would uh, help parents understand was the military interstate compact that was signed in by all 50 states and the DOD that allowed for, let's say, sports to be counted as a PE credit in one school, but other schools, maybe that wasn't. So what it does is help all schools accept what was accepted in maybe freshman year. It's accepted as a sophomore credit in the other school as you're going, or maybe state history. Instead of our military kids each going to four high schools, taking four different state histories. And that experience with MSEC helped motivate you into the next phase of your service, which is volunteering, right? Yes, absolutely. That's sort of my passion even now. When I first got started, one of my first volunteer opportunities was with the Army Family Team Building Program. We were actually in the classroom with other new spouses, helping them understand the acronyms, helping them read an LES, helping them just understand the lifestyle from day to day. But you also were a master trainer, correct? I was within the Army Community Service. At that time, they had a program where you could take classes and become a master trainer and teach any of the classes or courses that the Army uh, Community Service offered. It was great. Um, One of my favorites is the resiliency training. Yes, me too. I love learning about hunt the good stuff, right? Finding three positives in your day. And I pass that on to my family too. My husband and I, that's one of the routines in our day is to stop and say, what good happened today? Oh, I love it. It's hard sometimes. You can get frustrated and, and get really caught up in some of the negatives. So it's great to bring that up. And while you were volunteering there, You were also a family readiness group leader or an FRG leader, right? An FRG leader, yes. I think now they're called an SFRG leader. Right. But it's a great opportunity just to get together with your unit. You share in that camaraderie and understand, especially during deployments, how good it is. And my husband had deployed four times, and the FRG was always a great resource for us and our families. Cindy, during that time, I also know you volunteered as a care team member. Can you tell us about that? One of the very important roles in that is called a care team. And I I went to some training to learn how to go with the chaplain and a soldier to do a notification if there was uh, a death or an injury to that soldier. And we would go with them to support the family member. So just doing the training alone was quite memorable. Cindy, thank you from my heart for volunteering to be a care team member because this is so important to support our families during this time. 
We now have to take a quick break, but when we return, Cindy will share with us her experiences as an Army Arlington lady, which includes both heartfelt moments and a few lighthearted ones. Have you purchased your AUSA swag yet? Be proud to show your support for AUSA, which in turn shows your support for the U.S. Army and our soldiers. Check out all AUSA swag at shop.ausa.org. Welcome back to Army Matters. I'm currently speaking with Cindy Risch, whose journey has taken her through many roles within the Army. One of the roles she's most passionate about is being an Arlington lady. Cindy, can you tell us a little bit about the program? Sure. Let me give you a little bit of the history of the Arlington ladies, at least for the Army Arlington ladies. But in 1973, General Creighton Abrams decided that he would put Army spouses to represent the chief of staff of the Army to make sure that no soldier was ever buried alone. So that's our real mission. So our purpose is to represent and extend sympathy on behalf of the chief of staff of the Army, his wife, and our entire Army family um, with a card of condolences and um, just be there to honor their service at their funeral. Mm -hmm. So currently there's about 60 of us. So all of us Arlington ladies have one day per month that's scheduled and you'd work in the morning. The first funeral is at nine. The last funeral is at three. There can be up to 30 funerals a day in Arlington National Cemetery. So the, the chances of there being more than two army funerals at, say, nine o'clock in the morning can be great. So sometimes we actually have three or four army Arlington ladies in the cemetery for a funeral. I'm probably down there at least once a week. And you represent whether it's rain, snow, or shine, correct? We do. I've been out there a few times when it was raining or hailing or the wind was blowing pretty strong. What does it mean to you to volunteer as an Army Arlington lady? It's a true honor and a privilege to be there to recognize that soldier's service and the time that they served. Sometimes we get to meet the families. There has been um, more than one opportunity that I have served at a funeral where there was no one there to receive the flag. Maybe they didn't, they don't live in the area or maybe there is just no family left. So there's been a couple times where I've actually sat in the chair designated for the next of kin and received the flag for that family. The service still happens. The chaplain still says all of the prayers and the soldiers still fold the flag and present it. They just present it to me and I accept it on behalf of the family. So Cindy, out of all the services you've attended, do any of them stand out? You know, there's no two days or no two funerals that are alike in Arlington Cemetery. And it is so awesome to get to meet the family for just get a glimpse in their life and how fun and vibrant maybe their service was and the things they did after their service. Uh, one in particular that I served at, the gentleman's remains were actually placed in a cookie jar to be put into the columbarium. And it was just such a fun story for the chaplain to relate and go over with the family and the soldier standing there that this gentleman loved cookies so much that it was always such a, a fun story within their family that he would be buried within a cookie jar. And they actually followed through and 
placed him in a cookie jar. There are definitely no two funerals the same. Yes, Cindy, when we were neighbors on Fort Myer, I remember seeing the caissons all the time. Right. And I still do every morning. That's part of my morning routine. I like to take my coffee and sit on my front porch. And about 10 of 8 every morning, the caisson that has four horses, there's actually a white team and a black team of horses that are housed here on Fort Myer. And they go by the house at about 10 of 8 and return at about 3.30 in the afternoon. So it's such a sombering sight, but it also puts your day in perspective. It's just a great reminder of the people that give so much. Cindy, being an Army spouse for so many years, what has been your best moment? Obviously, the day that my husband found out that he was being promoted to a general officer was a fantastic day. He found out he was getting promoted to a two-star was also a great day. And then This final promotion to three stars was amazing, but probably not my best day because I thought we were going to retire and we were actually signing up for four more years of military service. So that was a bit challenging, (laughs) but but what what a blessing. We are feeling so blessed to be able to do this. Cindy, when you first met your husband many, many years ago, did you ever imagine you would end up where you are today? No, no. (laughs) When I first met my husband, and he would echo this, he truly thought he would get out of the military after three years and go back to New Jersey and practice law there. If anybody would have asked him in his basic course if he would have thought he was going to stay for what will be close to 40 years in the Army, we both would have no way. (laughs) (laughs) But what a blessing. Cindy, I have one final question for you. Has life changed as an Army spouse from when you first entered into Army life? Absolutely. It changes, and it's changing so rapidly as society has changed so much in the last few years. Back in the day when I was a military spouse and getting out of the military myself, the attitude was a little bit more, if we wanted you to have a spouse, we would have issued you one. (laughs) definitely not that way anymore. And I don't think that was the army attitude. That was just how it was perceived. It has evolved so much. There are so many programs and so many things uh, available to military spouses just in having our careers alone and the reciprocity that's offered to military spouses now. Say if I am a school teacher in Alabama, my licensure now can transfer to Texas and I can be a teacher there. Or maybe a hairdresser, the license I have in cosmetology can transfer from here to another state. It has changed and evolved a lot. Yes, it has. And that's one of the greatest things about the Army lifestyle, right? Living this lifestyle is no matter where your journey takes you, there's always people there to help you out. And speaking of Army families... Cindy, thank you for being my Army sister. And thank you also for sharing your journey with all of us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a great opportunity to sit back over the last couple of nights thinking about the questions that you asked me. So thank you for the opportunity. And thanks to everyone for listening. Remember, no matter where you are or what you're doing on your journey or whatever type of shoes you're walking in or running in, Let us here at Army Matters and the AUSA Family Readiness Directorate be your eyes, ears, and voice. 
we are here for you. To all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Army Matters podcast on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are found. The Army Matters podcast series is brought to you by the Association of the United States Army, the U.S. Army's professional association, member-supported, Army-connected. Visit us at AUSA.org for more information or to become a member. Your membership helps AUSA continue to carry out its mission to educate, inform, and connect with the total Army, our industry partners, and our supporters of a strong national defense. For questions or to provide topic recommendations, email us at podcast at AUSA.org. Have a great Army Day. Hua.